It's day two of share and it's Founders Day on American Family Radio. We're honoring Brother Don Wildman and his wife, Linda, for their faithful obedience to the Lord and their example to us. God doesn't require us to be successful. God requires us to be faithful. Call now at 877-616-2396 to give or pledge online at AFR.net. It's Founders Day on American Family Radio. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to share here on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman. You're listening to the program Today's Issues, but we're right in the middle of share almost literally right in the middle because share is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday here on AFR. And as you well know, today is Wednesday. Good morning, Gabe Battagliano. Good morning, Tim Wildman. And Chris Woodward. Good morning. And uh, we, again, thank everybody for listening. What are we doing here, Ed? What, what's our mission today? I'll I tell you, Tim, I'm glad you asked When you that. got up this morning, that, I said, that phone alarm clock went off. It is day two of there share uh-huh. And that's what we're doing three days in the fall, three days in the spring, is when we come to you, our listeners, and we ask you to partner with us to keep American Family Radio on the air. As Tim said, this is day two of share We had a good day yesterday. Today and then tomorrow is the final official day of share Sometimes some people will give uh, on into the weekend, but we encourage as many folks Sharing as is a way of life, really. It is. Yeah. What's what we teach our kids to share. Right. right. And uh, I always like, since this is Founders Day, I always love what uh, Brother Don Wyman used to say when he was in here for share and that is, he said, we always treat our listeners like adults. They know that or it can at least guess that a network of this size, 181 stations, a network of this size requires a lot of money to run it. We need staff. We have engineers who keep all the towers, everything uh, fixed and ready, and uh, all kinds of other expenses associated with that. He said, we treat our listeners like adults. That's why we don't pound them all year long for money three days in the spring, three days in the fall. And for those of you who are listening, you are listening because folks gave in the last share So we're going to keep American Family Radio going. And if you want to participate in share here is the number to call, 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. You can go online and give at AFR.net. We do have folks standing by in Sherathon Central waiting to take your calls. These people are polite. They're loving. They are efficient. You don't have to spend all day talking to somebody. They'll get you in and out. And uh, so we encourage you to give to our fall Sherathon. The theme for this Sherathon is the gospel from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Okay. Three, three seconds of awkward silence <laughs> now has passed us, so we shall proceed with the uh, news of the day. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, folks, uh, all we're just saying we need your help, okay? We need you to make a, as generous a financial gift as you can so that American Family Radio continues to grow and go. And let me just say this. Thank you to everybody. 6,545 families have already given. Right. And whether you gave through the mail prior to share or you called in in the last 24 hours, we just say thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you for helping us uh, helping us 
continue to raise our financial needs. Uh, you know what, folks? If I give money to a charity, I want that charity or nonprofit or ministry to do something. Yeah. <laughs> huh? And yes. and accomplish something, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, be effective. I mean, and and we are, we are here at American Family Radio. We're all those things, and I don't say that in a braggadocious way. I just say that as a matter of fact. And uh, and uh, so, if you want to, uh, the old uh, saying, get more bang for your buck, then uh, and now well, I'm not saying we're the only one. There are a lot of ministries who do great work, but I'm just saying we. We we get uh, we squeeze every ounce of uh, work out of a penny that you can here at right. American Family Association and American Family Radio. So you give to AFA and AFR, especially during our Shareathon. That money will go to reach people for Christ and to tell people the truth about what's happening in our country, so that we can be salt and light, as Jesus says in Matthew chapter five. Make a difference and uh, do what we can to uh, to save our country that is one of the things we talk about mm-hmm. each each and every day because we we this there's nowhere else for us to sail to folks right right okay there's no new world no to discover we're not going to start over yeah somewhere uh if this republic goes down to secular progressivism as they call it uh abe calls it regressivism Progressivist, if that if this goes down, to, I call them just God haters. <laughs> right, right. If this goes down, then we lose our freedoms, we lose our liberty, we lose our country we love, and for the sake of our children and grandchildren, uh, I don't I don't even want to think about right. the future that lies ahead. So this is still in the balance. Which way America will go? It's not. We're not totally lost, and mm-hmm. certainly we haven't. We're, we haven't won. Uh, so this America's future remains in the balance. So we're on, you know, we're on the field. Yes, we're, we're we're fighting, and we'll continue to as long as God gives us breath here. And it is so encouraging to us here at AFA and AFR to know that people all across this land are standing with us and saying, you know what, count me in. Yes, count me in. I, I want to be a soldier. Yeah, right. In this uh, in this battle to save our country from. From going, what do they say, into the waste bin of history? Dust bin of history. Or dust bin right. of history. And uh, so that's where we are. That's who we are. And uh, uh, that's what we continue. We continue to stand for God, the Bible, Jesus, uh, liberty, freedom, our Constitution. All those things matter. Right, so, Ed? Yes, amen. So 877-616-2396 is the number to call. You want to join this team. Many of you already have, and we appreciate that. 877-616-2396, or you can give online at AFR.net. Let's hear from one of our uh, listeners. Impacted my life by giving me a great drive time listening hours of work and hour home every day. I enjoy the programs during my drive time, and it makes me think about uh, what I need to do to be a better Christian every day. Hope y'all have a good day, and thanks for what you do. Well, thank you, brother. I don't know where that listener was from. He didn't sound like New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
I can I can assure you that was not from that, New Hampshire. I could probably tell you the region of the country <laughs> that brother was listening in. But anyway, all right, Chris, what you got going on over there? Well, we've got some uh, developing news out of the nation's capital, where the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, has submitted the initial text of an emergency rule to the White House Office of Management and Budget. Uh, that private sector workers of certain size companies get the COVID shot or show a negative test as a condition of employment. This is that rule that Joe Biden announced on television back in September, uh, resulting in a lot of attorneys general and governors as saying, this is not right. You can't do this. You can't tell the private sector what to do. Um, and people have been waiting on OSHA to come out with this rule. So now we have it in place at some point, probably today, Definitely this week, you're going to see attorneys general get their hands on this. From various states. Yes. Uh, you're going to find them uh, getting their hands on this rule to see what it says, and uh, they're going to be going to court for it, it to challenge it. It's unconstitutional. A lot of people you have said You don't need no Supreme yet. Court. You just need Judge Tim. Judge Tim. <laughs> That's all you need. Instead uh, of Judge I'll Judy. Instead of Judge Judy. We should have that on the new stre- yeah. streaming platform, Judge Tim. Uh, well, oh, that would be funny. <laughs> Where it, people come and bring their real case. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> You know what, in all seriousness, I, I think should this ever make it to the Supreme Court, and it probably, I, I, perhaps the Biden administration has been waiting a month or six weeks because they know it's unconstitutional, mm-hmm. but, they're, but they've already committed themselves to forcing people into this Correct. by people, I mean, private uh, businesses. And so, but I, I think this uh, a Supreme Court ruling, it, my guess would say this is, this is unconstitutional. The, What's unconstitutional about it primarily is that the executive branch of the federal government, i.e. the president, has no right to dictate to American private businesses uh, their relationship with their employees. Mm-hmm. They just He just doesn't. He doesn't have that kind of authority. And, uh, of course, that hasn't stopped Biden. Biden knew that uh, the eviction mm-hmm. uh, moratorium, moratorium he said it. He couldn't do that. It was unconstitutional. It's right? probably or illegal, unlawful. but it's worth it. Probably, yeah. Maybe he didn't use the word unconstitutional, mm-hmm. but they tried it anyway. They yeah. tried to in, tried to inject the president. Tried to inject himself into a contractual relationship between somebody who owns a piece of property and somebody who rents. Biden tried to say right. the the property owner cannot collect rent till I tell him he can. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court said you can't do that in America. The president cannot do that. So he's trying it again here. The, uh, the, these liberal, uh, secularists, they just, they thirst for power, man. Mm -hmm. They thirst for centralized control. Right. And that's what they're after here. This, uh, it's my humble opinion. Uh, but, uh, this is, this is not about, uh, health. Of people, yeah. Now I didn't always believe this. When this all first started for the first six months of the year, and I heard my fellow conservative Christians going, "You know, this is all about control." I thought, "Hmm. Well, no. I don't know if I believe that or not." Because I mean, COVID is a real thing, and right. we need yeah. to we need to be flatten safe. the curve. We need to be safe, and we all want to do our part. Mm-hmm. So I was a little late to the party, uh, but I am at the party now. <laughs> uh, that is, this is about control. And the uh, liberal politicians in this country, be they governors or president, they want to exploit this situation, this COVID situation, seize as much control of 
people's lives and corporations and everything else as they possibly can because they're collectivists. Yeah. And they, and they, you couldn't otherwise do this in America. Right. But now, Hey, we got an opportunity, right? We got an opportunity to use this to promote, um, centralized government control. And we just tell people we're only doing it in the name of care and concern. Yes. Uh-huh. And if you don't agree, you don't you're, agree, you're you a murderer. Mm-hmm. You're not a murderer. And so thing about it is there's a lot of pushback going on across the country, especially especially in red states. Um that that uh anyway. Yeah. So what do you think, Ed? No, I I think I, I'm a conspiratorialist. Well, I, I will I will say this. Uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little to the left of you okay. on this. All right. I think that there were and are a lot of people who see have seen this pandemic as being a real threat and wanted to try to stem the tide. But I also agree that, and this is the way I see it, that there are a lot of people on the radical left, the cent- the statists like you're talking about, right. who want centralized power, who also saw this as an opportunity. And That's those what I'm the, talking about. Yeah, and and those, they've seized it. And they've seized it. I think that is as clear as the nose on your face kind of thing. No, the mask on your face. Yes, Come on, man. That's true. As, <laughs> as clear as the mask on your, your face. face. They have seized this opportunity to strengthen the power of Washington, D.C., because it's not just that they want governmental power. They want governmental power in D.C. Yeah. Right. And the people who are there are part of the establishment and who are a part of that humongous bureaucracy, they want to be the one calling the shots. And so state power and local power is further right subjugated right. to the Biden DC. And, Biden and company want to set the precedent that the president of the United States can control, can mandate without going through Congress, mm-hmm. what a private company has to do with its own, um, uh, personnel. Right. Right. And in this case, you use OSHA. Mm-hmm. OSHA is there to protect people from safety hazards at work. Yes. Workplace injuries. Yeah. Workplace, or, you know, you got uh, people who are, uh, you know, you like the old coal mines, right? right. Where, where workers were sent in and the, and the people who own the coal mines, a lot of them knew, hey, you're going in there to. If you to- die, you die. To, yeah. to, to, to toxic, uh, a toxic environment that the workers don't necessarily know about. Okay. I'm just giving one example, but we know that's the, I'm not saying there isn't a purpose for OSHA. Yeah, there is, but this isn't it. It isn't about forcing people to inject a chemical <laughs> into their bloodstream. Right. Uh, that's not what OSHA is about. Uh, so this is a misuse of a federal agency that has an appropriate purpose. Right. Right. But it's all about Biden and these uh, secular progressives wanting to set the precedent. Yes. Okay. Set the precedent. We use this opportunity to set the precedent that yes, uh, a Democrat uh, president can control, uh, can, can force people to get yes uh, something injected into their bodies. Right. Uh, now, I will say this, just to be fair, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how much of a difference it makes, but Biden did say that uh, or get an, a weekly test. Correct. Okay, so that. That, that, you I, have just, I, I just want to I, I just want to say yeah. that he he did offer the option of getting a yeah weekly tickler. Oh <laughs> man, that's an uncomfortable test too. Uh-huh. I had it done one time, and I, I think she took some of my brain with her. I don't. Ooh, it's tough. <laughs> but you know what? It's off the back of your skull. Have y'all heard about the, these? A lot of these 
fast tests are too proven to be totally unreliable. Yeah. How many people, we all know people False who said, positives. I I went in and tested positive and, and now two days later they say I've tested negative and now, now I'm sick again. I don't know. Do I go back and get a third test? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think those rapid tests are necessarily very reliable. Now, the there one, is a percentage. I don't know if they've improved it or not, but there, there is a percentage uh, that they'll tell you this is X percent. How reliable How it reliable. Is. Yeah. And, All right. You know, like the three-day test or whatever, that's more uh, effective right. in, in being uh, being right on, the, right, right on them, spot on them. Not speaking well here, but and that's my that's my job. But if you take three days to find out if you've got it during that three days, you could if you haven't, you could infect a lot of people. Right. So yeah, they true. go with the. Uh, and not by the if, way, we not are not if you're vaccinated, <laughs> right? Am I right? No, that's not. I'm true. I'm not right. No, that, it depends the on what Fauci said you yesterday, could, today, and tomorrow. Yeah, the vaccinated you're can still me, spread it. Huh? The vaccinated can still spread it. How can they spread it if they can't get it? They have the vaccination. Well, they could still be a carrier. How? They're vaccinated. I, the, the virus just hangs around. You're telling me that if I get a vaccination shot, I can get it and I can spread it. Yeah, the th- the, 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 we, make, we make fun of it. But I think the fact is, if you get the vaccination, it, uh, it, it doesn't prevent you from getting reinfected right. completely. It's uh, supposed to be less severe. You don't get hospitalized. But you can't but spread it. You can spread it because you can have, well, you can you can get COVID uh-huh. and become asymptomatic after the vaccine, uh-huh. but then still spread it to someone else. Okay. So, well, you know what? If that's a situation, the CDC just to go ahead and redefine what a vaccination is. A lot of people have been they, arguing that. Uh, they already have. Yeah, pretty Chris, much. Chris it's knows not where, what it used Chris to be. Chris knows where I'm going with this. Yeah. This is yeah. what they did in the middle of the night a month ago. Yeah. Way back in what my kids called the old days when I was born, uh, vaccine yes. meant it actually prevented you from yes. getting or spreading Yes, something. thank you. Nowadays, thank you, Chris. it's to downplay your symptoms should right. you actually get it. Right. Uh, of course, folks, uh, I was just going through the motions there uh, <laughs> of mockery and to serve a purpose. The purpose is uh, that the uh, – Again, I've said it before, and I've said it. This is a this is an intentional misuse of the word vaccine. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to agree with me. That's my opinion. I think most Americans think like Chris just said, in a, at least in a generic sense, maybe not in a, a Webster's Dictionary sense. We have all, all understood over time that a vaccine stops something. Right. At least. 99% of the time, 95, give me 95. Mm-hmm. But if, if a quote vaccine doesn't stop you from getting it and doesn't stop you from spreading it, then it's really a, uh, a shot that is said to help you from getting really sick. If you have to go into the hospital, if it prevents you to go in the okay. hospital, I, I don't know why I always have to be the liberal on this show because but I don't, we drew straws. <laughs> uh, go I, ahead. I, I, now I, I just warn you, Ed, and then we'll move I, I on know. to another topic. Because we send uh, we do send a regurgitate. Yes. Uh, and same, by the way, we argument. are going to have Abe, Abraham Hamilton, the third on at the bottom of the hour. Are going to settle this? Well, no, he's going to talk about the OSHA, about yes, the federal yes, government okay. having this power to do okay. this. But I, I, let me just say before you say that, yeah, that uh, 
I think I have the listeners on my side. You, on this I, one. I'm sure you okay. do. I don't. I don't even want to look I, at Facebook I got, after I, got, I say this. So go ahead and 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 make your case. My understanding, with all of my medical background, okay. <laughs> Right, when so, you used to play doctor you when you were five years old, so you still got I'm your starting with that, with that massive caveat. Okay. okay, my understanding is that a vaccine is simply uh, giving a vaccine is simply an approach that is meant to create in the body a, a antibody response to a virus. So. If you use that definition, this is still a vaccine. Now, I'm not saying it's not problematic because the uh, amount of effectiveness of the vaccine decreases over time, and I think that's you need where a booster. Like, and you need that, a vaccine booster. Yes, and so another I, vaccine booster. Yeah. So I know okay. I'm not even okay. looking at Facebook because I don't want I don't want to hear everyone say it's not a vaccine. No. It's not a vaccine. Hey, listen. That's my understanding of it. I, and again, I'm I not think a it's fair to say. There is, there is, uh, if you looked, if you, if, if we were to create our own dictionary, right, you would be right and I would be right. I think that's true. Yep. I think uh, technically you're right, mm-hmm. but I think that, as I said, the generic understanding of a vaccine is what Chris said and what I said, uh, in the American vernacular, you say, uh, you, we say vaccine, we think, wow, oh, thankfully something that'll stop the spread of, right, 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 or stop me from getting, uh, said a virus. All right, Chris, what do you got next, brother? How much time have we got, Brent? Okay, we have time for this. Uh, we began this week by mentioning uh, the fact that some people want to replace what has been called forever Columbus Day with something that's kind of trending called Indigenous Peoples Day. This mm-hmm. is where people want to denounce Christopher Columbus and explorers from Europe and promote or observe uh, the things that uh, indigenous people or Native Americans have done over the years, oh, yeah. uh, and the things that they quote unquote suffered I, I am because of European to explorers. Tupelo. What's that? I'm indigenous to, 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 to Tupelo. That's why I said so-called and what people call and things like that. I, I mean, I'm indigenous. We, who isn't indigenous? That's true. <laughs> indigenous to someplace. That's yeah. right. Go ahead, Chris. Well, the vice president of the United States uh-huh. uh, went and spoke uh, at an Indigenous Peoples Day event oh, uh, at the National Congress of American Indians. And listen to this. I have the audio, courtesy Steve Jordahl. Uh, vice President Kamala Harris really kind of dumped on America and explorers, <sighs> saying they brought all kinds of uh, devastation and disease to uh, the continent. Clip four. It is an honor, of course, to be with you this week as we celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day as we speak truth about our nation's history. Since 1934, every October, the United States has recognized the voyage of the European explorers who first landed on the shores of the Americas. But that is not the whole story. That has never been the whole story. Those explorers ushered in a wave of devastation for tribal nations, perpetrating violence, stealing land, and spreading disease. We must not shy away from this shameful past. There you have it. She took a minute from her border czar job to do that. Well, and she took a minute from her her fake meetings with child child actors and sinking ship entertainment that is that is the voice of a woman who hates her own country right and she is a heartbeat away from running it tell me that's good tell tell me uh 
lady vice president. Is that what you call them or what do you call Madam them? Madam vice president. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Madam vice president, when did America change to be good? True. Do you okay. believe it ever did? Do you believe it ever did? Because uh, sh- you should be celebrating Christopher Columbus and his explorations and what uh, that, how that led to the United States of America. Instead, she just wants to regurgitate that left wing. I- I'm not saying there weren't injustices done to, right. Right. to Native Americans or Indians. Ed talked about mm-hmm. that yesterday. We can go through that list if you want to. Still on the podcast. But, but, but why don't you have anything good to say? Right. Okay? Right. Why don't you have anything good to say? And why is it just white Europeans who are the problem with the world? Yeah. Huh? Everybody else got off the hook. We'll be back in a minute. In honor of Brother Don and Linda Wildman, it's Founders Day on AFR. One of my fond memories of Brother Don is driving to Birmingham one time to a funeral. Now, I knew where the church was because I'd grown up not too far from that area of Birmingham. But unfortunately, on this day, I got him there early. It was still about 30 minutes until time for the service. We went on inside and sat down. Now, anyone who knows Don Wildman knows that he does not handle idle time well. And we had 30 minutes to go sitting there in a quiet church pew. It was a Catholic church, so Don picked up a hymnal and a prayer book and began to leap through them. After a few moments, he elbowed me and whispered rather loudly, Looky here, they got Charles Wesley hymns in here. And I guess that pleased him with his Methodist background in connection to the Wesleyan tradition. He was fidgety, and we carried on a little conversation for a while, and finally he grew quiet. Then the time came as the family entered the sanctuary, and the congregation rose to show our respect. And I had turned slightly toward the aisle, when I realized that there, kind of behind me, Brother Don was not standing up. I turned enough so that I got this picture. He was sitting there. His chin was resting in the palm of his hand. That hand was connected to an elbow that was propped on the Catholic hymnal, and that hymnal was standing upright with the bottom edge resting on his knee. Yep, he was fast asleep. Now, what do you do when your boss isn't showing proper respect for the bereaved? I did the only thing that came to mind. I kicked him in the shin. He did stand up, and he threatened me for months thereafter that he was going to sue me for assault. But I never got a notice. Brother Don has been standing in the gap for families, and Linda has been standing behind him since the inception of this ministry more than 40 years ago. We praise the Lord for our founders' obedient service, and we invite you to make a gift in their honor during Sherathon on AFR. I really uh, just started listening to this radio station, and it really has impacted my life as a Christian as somebody that's needing really valuable information about COVID and just the world situations going on. I just wanted to call and say thank you for just doing what God has called y'all to do. God continues to provide for this ministry and the faithfulness of His saints during Sherathon. Call now at 877-616-2396 to give or at pledge online at AFR.net. It's Founders Day on American Family Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to Sherathon on American Family Radio. Tim Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano and Chris Woodward. It is day two of Sherathon, and we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Should you want to make a gift to help us here at AFR continue our mission to grow and expand, we want to, uh, you know, we'd like to go into new communities with new AFR radio stations. And uh, we, but we need the finances to be able to do that. And also we have to, you know, pay for our current needs. So however you can help us do that, let me give you the phone number so that you can call uh, here, us here at AFR and make a gift and be as generous as you possibly can. The phone number is as follows, 877-616-2396. Toll free, 877-616-2396 is our phone number. If you want to go online, go to AFR.net. Is Abraham Hamilton III on? Good morning, Brother Abe. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you? you sound subdued. Oh, no. Sort of, I'm just getting As a lawyer. <laughs> huh? You're just getting started? Your day's just getting started? No, my day's not just getting started, but I, I just said I'm just getting warmed up speaking publicly because I've been reading all about this OSHA mandate and all this other kind of yeah. stuff. So digging into and it. And it's exciting stuff, isn't it? Sure, it's thrilling. Absolutely <laughs> thrilling. Hey, what triggers Abe? What if triggers say, Abe? If I say, come on, oh. Harris, will he, like, will his I don't voice think start I've, to I've, raise? I'll be honest. I've never heard <laughs> Kamala Abe Harris triggered Kamala to, Harris. into an irrationality. Just give us a reaction when I say the words Kamala Harris. <laughs> he could Harris. become passionate. <laughs> Cackling Kamala. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, good night. She just, man, every day oh, she's, man. she's like, uh, Y'all watch she, this. She, I don't know. She's like, <laughs> I don't know. Isn't she, isn't she just a beacon of authenticity? <laughs> <laughs> a beacon of a authenticity. Beacon of I like it. Authenticity. Yeah, oh, wow. Yes. Uh, you know Did what? You guys see her, her YouTube original show where she uh, was supposed to be just talking to, you oh. know, a few teenagers from around the country. Yeah. And it turns out that she hired actors. Yeah. Child actors. Yeah. And they didn't tell people that. They had to be. F- no, they didn't tell anybody that. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, this kind of she fakery. She is phony. That is phony, just like her. Go ahead. Well, the, the the whole administration with President Biden getting a shot, supposedly, on a mm-hmm. fake, on a on a fake White House or, or you know uh, Oval Office. You remember they had yeah. the they had the the whole thing was a stage, yeah, a setup. Also, what's fake is that Biden said the Harris is going to be in charge of the border. Yeah. <laughs> That's also sure. fake. That's yeah, been, that's that's a yeah. big fake out. Mission anyway, accomplished. I just, I'm just <laughs> thankful we've only got three years of this left um, until they declare a national emergency. Until and, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm only, I'm only, I'm being, being a little smarty right, right there. Being a little smarty. Sure. It's been, it's uh, been a tough 2021 politically. Yeah, in this I, country I, and economically. When 2022 gets here, I'm going to make a prediction, but I'll, I'll give you a foretelling of it now. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm thinking Biden steps down after the midterms, and mm. she's and she takes over to give her a head start on the 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Not, I don't know whether how it go. I don't yeah. know how the head start would go, whether it help her or hurt her. I'm just saying, and I also think Biden's uh, on such a mental decline that uh, you give him another year. 
it's that's a good be, point, huh? Get, because you, he you may have no choice. You don't rebound from uh, dementia, right? Okay, if that's what he has, mm-hmm. and I'm not a medical doctor, but we all can see it with our own eyes. So the fellow has a really hard time speaking, yeah, publicly for more than two minutes, yeah, anymore before he gets yeah. confused, slurs words. You don't know what he's talking about. That's why they won't let him out very yeah. much. That's why yeah. Jen Psaki says that we, we tell him don't answer questions. It That's why he admits that. He admits, I'm not supposed to do this. Or I'm yeah, not and I'm calling on so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and I want to make sure I'm, not, I'm just not piling on the man. I give him credit for his uh, prior to this, whatever's going on mentally with him that affects his speech and thought. He was uh, – he was now he told a bunch of whoppers, <laughs> but but he was very articulate, uh, very good, a very good lawyer, yeah. lawyer league spokesperson. You know what I'm saying? He, right. could, he can talk himself out of trouble. Yeah, I'm talking about Biden. He could wax eloquent. Right. Uh, so he could that, also copy British progressive politician speeches in and 1988 in, in 1980s too <laughs> duly noted <laughs> verbatim he, but but the man could make up stuff with the best of them right uh, yes and sell it yes. just i ask, was arrested going Cornbon. to see man nelson mandela i drove a truck <laughs> remember that one yeah <laughs> just a few months I, I ago i drove a truck i went to the synagogue in <laughs> pittsburgh what do you one. say I, oh I, you drove a truck it was an 18 wheeler wasn't it yeah yeah, so so Biden, you know, he has a long history. I think he even claimed he went to what is commonly referred to as a historically black college and university. And he did that too. Yeah. Well, anyway, there are so many things he did in his own mind over his career that never actually happened. Yeah. That, but he is very good at just. It's kind of like me in sports. <laughs> I was a legend in my own mind. <laughs> you too. All right. Hey, let's let's move on here. We're not here to. Spent 30 minutes talking about this. We did want to talk about the yes. po- the policy, Abe, that Biden is trying to implement regarding— It's been sent to the Office of Management and Budget yes. now right. from OSHA. Okay, talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so many of us have been waiting to see if he actually would follow through on the promise or threat, whatever, however you perceive it, that he made uh, back in September that he would in- institute this— uh, mandate for employers with over 99 employees uh, to require their staffs to either uh, get the injections or to be tested weekly. Well, as of yesterday, um, the for- next formal step in this process is that the text of this, what's called an e- temporary, an emergency temporary standard, has been sent from OSHA, the uh, Occupational uh, Safety and Health. I always forget what Agency. that acronym stands for. Agency, that's right, uh, to the Office of Management and Budget. Now, <clears throat> once they approve of the language, the way that this uh, is supposed to work is that uh, OSHA would then submit the the formally file the, the standard in the Federal Register, and there will be a 30-day time period for public comment. That's what's supposed to happen next. We'll see if that is actually what happened. But what happens, uh, but that formal step, from sending the, the standard from OSHA to the Office of Management and Budget is an indication uh, that he is, in fact, planning to proceed with this. And it's very possible that the standard will be formally filed in the Federal Register this week. By the way, I, I just looked it up. It is Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Administration. So I, I, Thank you. I'm completely made that up, agency. Mm-hmm. It's administration. It's, All right. not, it's not exactly a whopper. but No, it's not. 
So, so Abe, let me ask you, uh, you're a constitutional attorney. We have to throw in the caveat that nowadays nobody really knows what a federal judge (laughs) will say about something that it seems clearly to be an overreach. What is Mm -hmm. your assessment of the likelihood that this rule, this OSHA rule, uh, will stand? I do not think, even with the uncertainty we've had in the courts of recent times, uh, this this is a step far beyond the federal government's purview, pursuant to the Constitution itself, and it certainly is far beyond OSHA's purview, as demonstrated by recent activity. First and foremost, um, Congress has not granted OSHA the authority to mandate vaccinations. It just has not granted that authority. If you look at the statute that that creates OSHA and gives it its its administrative authority, it talks about substances or chemicals that employees would be exposed to. It it, it doesn't talk about uh, any uh, vaccine mandates or things of that nature. And I even I've even heard people talk about this as a testing mandate with a vaccine opt out. And no matter how you describe it, uh, OSHA does not have that authority. In addition to that relying on OSHA is is a uh, precarious legal strategy uh, because the courts have struck down four of the, four of the last six uh, OSHA emergency regulations in recent memory. Um, uh, I don't have any recent memory of it. When when was this? Do you want to from se- from the seventies until eighty four? Nineteen eighty four was was the most recent time where an emergency temporary standard was administered in the courts. Uh, struck that struck them down gotcha. in total or, or vacated them. And, and so forth. And so there are three conditions uh, that the law that requires in order for an OSHA emergency temporary standard to be uh, sustained. The first one is that employees have to be exposed to what's called a, quote, grave danger, unquote. Now, this grave danger administrative terminology is undefined. So it leaves room for the courts ultimately to interpret it on a case by case basis. The second condition is that the emergency standard from the government must be necessary to protect employees from such danger. And then third, the rule has to be feasible for employers to implement. So with these kind of these three steps, if you will, in the process or three requirements in order to to sustain it, even assuming the federal government can prove that there is a, quote, grave danger to employees, it also has to prove the necessity of bypassing regular rulemaking procedures and implementing this on an emergency basis. And so uh, historically, uh, even in the most recent memory of OSHA's attempt to do these things, the courts have stepped in yeah. rather consistently to strike that down because the whole the issue, the first the first criteria, grave danger, you're going to have to be able to demonstrate that there there, there was a case uh, where the OSHA attempted to institute uh, a ruling based on asbestos and the Fifth Circuit uh, said there's no way. You're trying to say that uh, there's a grave danger, but you haven't proved sufficient evidence to support that. And then the last thing I'll say for now is that in 2021, according to uh, the official computation of deaths that are um, attributed to COVID, there are more deaths in 2021 than in 2020. There were no vaccines available in 2020, but in 2021, where you have an overwhelming majority of the American population or a minimum of majority of the American population have received the injections yet the death numbers are higher with the injections available so I'm just presenting that to show that <clears throat> the likelihood of the efficacy of these injections yeah. uh, preventing the grave danger is going to be something that's called into question 
Yeah, but keep in mind, too, related to this, this is also a uh, – Biden also thought that the CDC had the right to tell landowners they couldn't collect rent. Right. <laughs> yeah. The CDC. Right. Centers for Disease Getting Control involved and Prevention. in landlord uh, – <clears throat> uh, And they did it for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this, this – this, this and Biden tried it again until the Supreme Court struck right. it down. So this 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 well, rule, and he tried it again after the Supreme Court told him they could not do it. Yes, that's when he said it's probably not legal, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So, right. Uh, Abe. First of all, I got to say, with the language <clears throat> that's been used over the last eighteen months, I can I can see the approach that's going to be taken by the Biden administration. They are going to hype this thing up. The danger, the grave danger. You know, from one employee to another spreading this deadly virus. I can see that kind of language. But uh, what I think, and let me see what you think, because you you obviously are the attorney here. Um, So what happens if you've got this rule passed? It becomes well-known. People start to look it over, the wording of it. You're going to have states like the Biden Texas, mandate you're the Biden about? mandate okay. it, it, through via through OSHA. OSHA. Uh, you're going to have states like Florida and Texas. You're going to see. You're going to have federal judges, maybe even uh, appellate courts, ruling differently right. across the country. Uh, no, the OSHA doesn't have this authority. Yes, OSHA does have this authority. How quickly would something like that? Do you think that will happen? First of all, and how quickly would it then? make its way to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. to adjudicate between the different yes. rulings. So a couple things. One, there are already 24 Republican attorneys generals who have already stated that they're going to sue the moment that this federal this this OSHA standard uh, is filed in the Federal Register. So that 24 states have already said that they're going to sue. Because this is an OSHA administrative rule, the way that this works will be somewhat different from usual traditional litigation. So what the, the way it'll work basically is that several, let's say, plaintiffs, states, employers, whatever, will file their challenge to the Biden administration's regulation. Because it's an OSHA regulation, it will be immediately taken up at the appellate court level. So you, uh-huh. you won't have to start at the district court level. It'll immediately be taken up at the appellate court level. And what's going to happen uh, the appellate court is going to evaluate all of the petitions filed in its in its uh, circuit and it's going to select one or two of them for the purpose of this expedition because this is an emergency temporary standard. And so you're going to have a far more streamlined uh, litigation process. And from there, based on the rulings there, then the normal appellate process would proceed on bonk hearings at the appellate level. if That's what petitioners decide. And then ultimately to the Supreme Court. And because of the emergency nature of this this standard, I would expect um, the litigation time period to be much shorter than uh, traditional litigation that would be that's not limited to an, an OSHA emergency temporary standard. So let me just throw another quick question in here. All right. Is is it possible that in one of these appellate court uh, uh, cases that you have the arguments that conservatives and libertarians and others have been making, and maybe even people who aren't politically conservative, but who are in the medical medical profession, medical field, who have a different view. Let's just take ivermectin. That's been controversial. People mm-hmm. arguing about that. Is it possible mm-hmm. that in one of these appellate courts, the facts are actually debated before a federal 
uh, panel or a, a an appellate judge where people who are saying, no, I'm arguing for natural immunity and mm-hmm. I keep getting shut down, I can't get this word out. Is that going to be the the place where maybe a true debate about the vaccines and about COVID and about the numbers of people who have actually died from COVID as opposed to with COVID, is it possible that that's the place where all this stuff is actually argued? I think so, and especially because of the second uh, criteria in order for this standard to be sustained. So as I mentioned, grave danger will be the first uh, of the three uh components of the criteria the second is this emergency standard from the government quote necessary to protect employees from such danger i think that portion of the criteria will open the door for a debate uh, as to well what is available and whether or not this specific injection mandate is necessary uh, to protect employees from such danger even if that danger appears i think that is what you should expect to see Okay, Abe, thanks, my brother, and uh, we look forward to the Hamilton Corner this afternoon at 5.05 Central Time. All right? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, take care. Thanks, Abe. It's Abe. Abe Abe is a uh, constitutional attorney. That's his training, and uh, so we have him on on Wednesdays to talk about a particular issue in the news regarding the Constitution and or the courts. Mm -hmm. That was very informative. Yes. Yes, it was. So, folks— Here's the thing. That's the kind of thing you're going to hear on American Family Radio. We are in the middle of our fall Sharathon. We're encouraging you to be as generous as possible during this time. Here's the number to call if you want to give to American Family Radio's uh, gospel-themed Sharathon for fall. The number is 877-616-2396. If you like what you heard from Abraham Hamilton III here on this show, Today's Issues, if you love Abe Hamilton at eight o at five o five Central Time, Monday through Friday, this is the kind of programming you can expect to hear on American Family Radio eight seven seven six one six two three nine six is the number to call eight seven seven six one six two three nine six or you can give online at afr.net. And Tim, with your permission, I'd like to let our listeners know a little bit about the premiums that are available here during share Permission granted. Absolutely. So for a one-time gift of $150 or more, you will receive the book, 100 Bible Questions and Answers, by our very own Alex McFarland and Bert Harper. They are the co-hosts of Exploring the Word, heard on American Family Radio at 3 p.m. Central Time. If you, uh, for a monthly gift of $30 or more, you will become a Great Commission partner uh, well, actually, you become a Great Commission partner no matter how much you give per month. But for a monthly gift of $30 or more, you will receive not only the book, 100 Bible Questions and Answers, but also you'll get one of our AFR tumblers, or we call them travel mugs. And uh, they're they're beautiful. I think, I think we have a new design for the AFR tumblers as well. So that is what we have in appreciation for your gifts. Again, the number to call for share if you want to give is 877-616-2396. That number again, 877-616-2396. We have folks hanging by, hang, uh, uh, hanging, We're hanging out. We're not hanging anybody, Ed. We're hanging out. They're working. Sitting by uh, to take your calls. If you prefer to give online, you can do that as well at AFR.net.
I'm Iris, and I want to thank God for the ministry of American Family Radio. It gives top news stories from a Christian perspective. You always get the truth from American Family Radio, and I absolutely love the information that I get from Sandy Rio and from today's issues and the great teaching as well. Amen. Well, uh, thank you again for listening to Sherathon on American Family Radio. This is day two. We'll be through tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Central mm-hmm. Time, we will wrap up uh, Sherathon. So if you've already given, we thank you, thank you, thank you for your uh, donation to help us here at American Family Radio. I'm Tim with Ed and Chris. If you want to join us on what Ed affectionately calls that their internet, then you just go to Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the show there. Today's Issues, uh, you can watch the show there. We also, on our Facebook page, we post the stories that we talk about so you can have that information yourself. Chris, do you have that Southwest Airline Pilots story? Or, or, I do, yes. Hey, um, uh, I was reading this last night, Senator Brown. Mm-hmm. Tell us what we're talking about here. Yeah, there is a concern uh, between COVID and staffing shortages and production supply problems and business policies that pilots and truckers and all kinds of people in shipping are going to have to get COVID shots as a condition of employment. There is a big concern that all that is going to contribute to big supply and demand problems. We're already seeing higher prices at stores for everything from a carton of eggs to some lumber and cars and refrigerators and all kinds of stuff, all because of things going on in the workplace. And um, there is um, it, a stated issue out there that this is going to cause problems, particularly what is uh, the, the, problems. the inability to find products and the fact that some things are going to be so high that people can't afford it. That's going to be a big issue, supposedly, for Christmas. Uh, and this because is of the time supply of chain problems we're experiencing. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, gotcha. And I do have some audio here. Uh, this is commercial pilot Joshua Yoder. He's co-founder of an organization called U.S. Freedom Flyers. He was on Tucker Carlson's program, and he begins by voicing his concerns with uh, the mandate that he get a shot. But he also mentioned some uh, warnings for people that maybe depend on things to be delivered to them in the mail as a result of all these issues. Clip 10. My motive for resisting it is, is primarily religious for myself. Uh, basically, I saw, um, uh, among my friends, I, I saw a need. Uh, many of us don't want to take this. Uh, people were being coerced. I believe in freedom, and I'm here to support the freedom of my fellow employees and all people across this country. Um, I'm not going to take a mandate. I'm not going to be coerced into doing something that I don't believe in. As we know, the transportation sector is the heart and soul of this country, and it's a very delicate system. If there's a disruption in one part of the system, it has a catastrophic effect um, among the rest of the system, which is going to affect uh, commerce, it's going to affect trade, and ultimately it's going to affect the economy. If you have flights reduced by 30% because 30% of pilots are fired because they won't take the vaccine, this is going to affect how your goods get here from overseas how they're distributed to the stores. You know, the same thing's happening with the truckers. It's happening in the shipping industry. Um, Those Amazon boxes that typically show up in two days, you might be looking at three weeks. Wow. So he's saying, if I can just repeat what he just said, Mm -hmm. the gentleman there who is a airline pilot. Yes, sir. And he's saying that upwards of 30% of his colleagues, and he's saying he said also in the trucking industry, if that's how a trucker's sitting in a uh, uh, truck crossing the country 
or across town by himself is a threat to the world with COVID is beyond me. But right. anyway, uh, he's saying that if, if they don't <clears throat> go to work because they're forced to take the uh, jab, hmm. then uh, it, it will put more stress on uh, uh, well, just passenger travel. Package package delivery, uh, the whole supply chain will be stressed even more than it is already right now. Should that should that happen? So, um, I, I, anyway, well, and we're and we're and we're coming up to a really critical time for the U.S. economy, which is the 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 uh, that time frame between Thanksgiving <clears throat> and Christmas. Yes, so for a lot of businesses that's make or break it is. and if they can't get the products that they need to sell on black friday for example uh it can be catastrophic for business and we've already come through 18 months of very very difficult business conditions how many companies use this as an advertisement order today and we guarantee three-day shipping yeah, yeah. we we we'll, you'll have it by christmas yes cross I mean, your fingers is gonna that, be the new that, one yeah well now what if they can't make that guarantee any longer? Right. You know what I'm saying? We're hearing, I've already read stories where some of these companies are saying, uh, it's too late to order for Christmas 2021. You better start on Christmas. 20. Are you serious already? Well, I, I'm not serious about order for Christmas 2022. I was making that a oh, part okay. of the joke, but I have read where, uh, yeah, the, the, the toys uh, may not be on the shelves. Yeah, okay. Amazon. You know, everyone always thinks yeah. Amazon always has everything. Right. They've already said they're going to have supply chain issues as well. Yeah. You may you mean, not you be mean able for the to Christmas order. season. Yes. Christmas buying season. Be able to order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You may not be able to order from Amazon what you've put off ordering because you're waiting for Christmas. And right. you're not going to have a good chance of getting it in a store either. If you think, well, I'll just buy local. Right. They they probably won't have it either. Again, I personally think that this uh, OSHA Biden mandate is going to be struck down pretty quick. He, Abe said, what, 20 how many AGs? 24, 24. 24 states. Attorney generals are ready to file. That, that's basically a, quote, class action lawsuit. I yeah. mean, that's a, I think the Supreme Court will hear that within days. All right, we'll be back after this short break. Stay with us. More of Sherathon to come. <laughs> 